What's up, you cunts? It's talk that good shit. We're not monetized, so I don't give a shit now. Cody! Could have been monetized, you fucking moron! Spotify doesn't care, I just make it explicit. Actually, like, whatever. Talk that good shit. DJ Dan and Chris, we're back. And it's SummerSlam, so get wet. Okay, uh, I just need to... Actually, no. You know what? I don't even have a freaking response to that. I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna get wet for you. You gotta pay me first. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That- how I like them cheap. He's been seeing Cody for the last three months. <laughs> the only thing that made him- the only thing that actually made him fucking stop was, um... Actually watching uh, Cody wrestle. No, it was, uh, <laughs> no. It, was, it was watching All Elite Revolution. Oh god, that's so terrible. So, I, was, I, I, I was actually going to just hang on. I need to welcome everyone. Welcome to the McMahon Helmsley era version two point Let's see what let's see what's going to be going on with the uh, last Vince McMahon book show of his career, career that spanned over five fucking decades. And for some people, good riddance. For other people, like myself, I'm actually mourning the loss of our perennial overlord. Oh, boy. This uh, is going to be a fucking monumental show. Uh, but, obviously, before we get into that, news just announced uh, that Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle is now no longer on the card due to what I can only describe as Triple H. You can't see this, but I have a thumbs up. That is my reaction. Uh, I was very, say, very good content for an audio podcast. I was going to yep. say you're gonna. I was gonna say you're gonna cut out that fourteen fucking light years of dead air, aren't you? No, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm, no I'm that's gonna, I'm specifically is, gonna put Vince's theme in there now. That is how much we care about that match. I'll be honest; didn't even realize that match was happening. I was gonna <laughs> say I was. Out it was cancelled. I was actually kind of half psyched for it, but. I'm actually okay with the fact that it gets cancelled because it does mean it gets more build, possibly for everyone's like, oh, they're not. This match shouldn't be happening yet. They don't have enough build, but Seth should also be on the show. Okay, well, we'll stop the match and do something else. Why is it Seth on the show? Re WrestleMania or something? I don't, don't fucking know. It's the return of Cody again. <laughs> He's back already. Wrestling has this, wrestling has a third royal family. He 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 drank some of John Cena's blood, and now he has regenerative <laughs> powers. It's regenerative. Oh, let's get uh, anyway. over with. I can tell you, there's only one match I care about on this whole goddamn show. And I'm gonna say, according to Wikipedia, it's match seven. What does Wikipedia got at match seven? Jesus Christ! Make me look up the card. Okay, Wikipedia has it match seven: Logan Paul versus The Miz. No, it's not that. Although that is actually second place, if I had to list them in order. Yeah, there but, is only one match, and we'll get to that second last. Let's go from we're... bottom to top. The Mysterios, Dominic and his dad, versus Judgment Day without Edge, Damian Priest, and Finn. So, uh, what, with Rhea. Yeah, I was right there, and I got a bitch about this. Okay, oh, so, go. I was waiting for this, because I'm... Fucking angry at this. Why are we not doing McIntyre and Sheamus for the number one contendership of the world title at SummerSlam? Why is that at SmackDown and this is SummerSlam? Because this is a blow-off match, dog. 
Because Dominic's going to turn heel, no doubt, and some stupid convoluted Rey Mysterio reason. So uh, just going to have an editor's note. Can we just reduce Dan's volume by about 300% for that? That'd be great. Yeah. No, I got to gotta rage. I got to fucking rage. Oh, my God, the gain. <laughs> so, 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 here's, so here's the thing about this, and I'm going to try and get this in a level-headed, level-headed point here. Why the fuck is it happening at SummerSlam? Yeah, I'm totally with Dan on this. Fuck, fucking cry. I'm so fucking angry. So, I was actually fucking Thank looking forward you. to it. I'm actually knocking shit over on my desk because I'm fucking angry about it. Yes, why is it happening at SummerSlam? It was actually one of the matches, especially from when it happened at fucking Mania. It should have happened at Mania. Sheamus versus McIntyre should have happened at fucking Mania. I liked your old because- mic when you couldn't blow it out. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm also going to add, I'm going to add, they've been doing promos since Money in the Bank that someone's coming. It's Edge. They could not make it more obvious it's Edge. You guys made it so obvious that Edge had returned this week. It'll be Balor and Priest versus Ray and Edge. And then that didn't happen because Dominic's on the show. Yeah, Dominic. Actually, no. Actually, no. Everything against Dominic. But nothing against Dominic. He's a bit of a bitch. No, no, he's not a bit of a he's not a bit of a bitch. We're not even he's not even getting his dad represented in Rey Mysterio. Where the fuck's Eddie? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Gone the same way as Jungle Boy's dad. <laughs> what getting roasted by Christian? Yes. Yes. Actually specifically, yes. <laughs> that's what Edge's first promo back's gonna be. Well actually, no, it's uh, I'll, <laughs> your uh, dad is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's Dominic Mysterio with his father, Rey Mysterio, and Damian Priest and Finn Balor with their dad, Rhea Ripley. Not inaccurate. Out of the four of them, Rhea Ripley has to have had the biggest dick, because Jesus Christ, the balls on that woman to wear an Eddie Guerrero t-shirt. <laughs> that says, I'm your puppy. Can we oh, just look at the stipulate that this is a no disqualification tag match? When was yeah. it a no DQ? I told you this! It's no DQ! And I went, this must be why Sheamus and Drew's on SmackDown. So I ask again, why is this on SummerSlam and Drew and Sheamus' street fight not? I have an, I have another fucking question as well. I don't remember you telling me it was no DQ. When was this made no DQ? When Rhea Ripley uh, kidnapped Dominic and then beat the fuck out of Rey Mysterio. When Edge didn't show up this week. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's even better. So it's like, Edge shows up and fucks Judgment Day, but, uh, well, it's no disqualification, so... Oh, just... Whatever, I, get my my guy. I hate you. this. I hate all of this. I, uh, look, also, because they've lost every other fucking match, fine, Finn Balor, take your goddamn win and fuck off. <laughs> that's not even going to be a point. Uh, but it's, yay, 20 years of Rey Mysterio. Cool. Yes. Legitimately, they've been building up that Dominic is going to be turning on Ray. Dominic is going to be joining Judgment Day, and Ray Mysterio is going to go <laughs> off into the sunset. Ray's going to join on Judgment Day. Ray is going to join Judgment Day. Yeah. Did I say Dominic? No, sorry. Did you I say? Ray? Yeah. No, no, no. You said Dominic. I was like, no. The twist is it'll be Ray. Oh yeah. It's actually, you know, <laughs> too surprised by it. So then Dominic can be joined by his real father, Edge. <laughs> Ray and Dominic join Judgment Day and Damien and Finn leave. Oh. Damien and Finn are now the Mysterios. <laughs> I'm, I so, I'm so annoyed I'm going to eat a freaking Zinger burger for the rest of this episode. 
This should have been on the SummerSlam pre-show at best, if not the night after SummerSlam. I don't know why this exists. I hate everything to do about this. Because we only have one other stipulation match on the card, and this is SummerSlam. It's and we the second biggest fucking had it with McIntyre! But also, I also want to point out as well is this is almost the exact same thing that basically happened back when it was CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Or not WrestleMania, whatever the fucking show was. When CM Punk came out with the Straight Edge Society and sang Happy Birthday to Aaliyah. That was on the Builder Mania, yes. Okay, cool. It was Builder Mania. I can't fucking remember. I didn't realize it was Mania or Extreme Rules. But yeah, it's almost the exact same thing. Instead, instead of, you know, emotionally scarring Aaliyah, they decided to permanently scar Dominic Mysterio. Who cares? It might give him some personality. <laughs> he, he, he did have personality. It was called Seth Rollins. <laughs> So, let's get this over with. Balor and Priest win, and then Edge will come back and beat the fuck out of him, and then we'll do Balor and Edge at Clash at the Castle. Wow, look at that. Next. I will agree. You'll agree just for the simple fact of, I just want to move on to the next match. Well, I'm agreeing because I don't see the Mysterios winning. We could have made this a six-man tag and thrown Rhea Ripley and Edge in there. Rhea can beat the fuck out of Dominic easily. I'm pretty sure if you beat Dominic, that's considered child abuse still. That's fine. Well, if that's considered child abuse, why isn't WWE being absolutely lambasted for fucking having child labor in there? Because Vince took the fall. (laughs) I was going to say, technically, it can't be child labor because everyone's an independent contractor. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Oh, you're hurt? Too bad. That's out of pocket for you. Anyway, I hate. So we're this. thinking Judgment Day wins and the Mysterios disband. I you can do that. Surely, sure, why not? Dominic Toretto comes out and says "family" about eighty-seven times. <laughs> that would be more entertaining than this. <laughs> sorry, Being... I just sorry, sorry. I just remembered a fucking joke that I saw on Reddit, which was something to the effect of, "Um, it's like." Uh, that the MCU universe doesn't have to pump out a movie every every other fucking month, or put out a uh, put out a fucking Disney special or whatever. You need to let things grow. And someone's like, someone responds with, "Yeah, it's kind of like what the Fast and Furious franchise is now, which is they put out a movie every two years, and it still actually benefits." It's like, yeah, that's what the MCU universe is. Something about family. It's like, yeah, you can relate it. You can relate it to the front page of Fornhub. Every second thing's about family. I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> Speaking of entertainment. Yeah. No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we move on, I just want to point out one last thing about this. Ray and Dominic versus Balor and Priest has been going since June 20. I they feel have a little fought bit. five times as a tag. In singles, it's more. Why is this a thing? Fucking Christ. Now, I let's get to something like- more interesting. Logan Paul and The Miz. I'm somewhat looking forward to this, just because Logan Paul did really good at WrestleMania. So Paul's going over The Miz. Like, that's a question. Like, that's a question. As much as I love The Miz, no, Logan Paul is, and he should win as well. It is the right call. And then he could get murdered by Gunther. Well, I was going to say, plus, The Miz is really good at putting over people who haven't been in the ring for very long. Yeah, hi, Bad Bunny. Yeah, no, I think Logan Paul should pretty easily win this. 
He may then face Austin Theory at Clash at the Castle, although that will probably get Austin Theory cheered still. Um, but <laughs> if you want to get anyone cheered, just put them against Logan Paul. It's Vince, not inaccurate. Vince though. could have come out when Logan Paul was in the ring, and people would have cheered Vince. <laughs> I probably would agree with you, yeah. But yeah, I just uh, I liked it because Logan Paul did really well at Mania. And I want him to do really well again. But just, it's so weird because they're trying to make Logan Paul a face, but he's not a face. This feud can end because I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Miz's tiny nutsack. They have a shirt about that now, you know? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) I know! (laughs) PV14, guys! (laughs) Hold on, I'm pretty sure if I go there right now, it'll be right front and center on the main page. We're TV 14. You know what that means? Blood in the main event and The Miz has a little scrotum. <laughs> Amazing. No, I actually have to go into their t-shirts, but hold on. Doing some shopping. Oh, there it is. It's number six right now. It's number six. Hello, my balls are massive. That's what it says on the shirt. What a world we live Why? in. Why? Why? <laughs> Who will wear this? Although I question a lot of all elite shirts as well. So it's the something, number something six selling me, daddy. Shirt. Yeah, it's the number six selling shirt that tells you a lot of people already freaking got it. You also tells you have a lot of people want balls. Mrs. Balls. Yeah, also, people want Mrs. Balls. You also have another thing as well of what what was like their number 10 selling shirt at the time? Was 69 me, Don? Uh, well, at right now for uh, WWE shop, it's RK Bro 420. Haha, I get it. It's the magic number. Speaking of 69 me, Don. God. Uh. Anyway. So yeah, I assume Logan Paul will win this, and that's about the end of that. Paul goes over and still as a face gets booked. Yep. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, they shouldn't be booking him as a face. I get why, because they did their stupid ending at Mania, so now that he's here, he's got to have a match with The Miz. That, it has to happen. If, but just, <laughs> why? If Logan Paul doesn't go for the iron core on Miz's crutch, and then Miz doesn't sell it, I don't know what they're doing. That would be great. All right. So, yes, Logan Paul beats The Miz. Onwards and upwards. Ah, oh, there's nothing up so far. Bianca Belair, champion versus uh, Becky Lynch, again, for the Raw Women's Championship. There's one way I want this match to end, and now that they've talked about it, it's not Time how it's going to play out. No. So, last year, Bianca was meant to face, uh, meant to face Sasha. And obviously Sasha didn't appear and Becky turned up. Becky beat her in 26 seconds. If they didn't do a whole video package and make this a big deal and whatnot, Bianca should beat Becky in 26 seconds back. And that's the end of their feud. But that's not going to happen because they even addressed and talked about it. So now it's like, that is going to have a quote banger and quote tear the house down. And then Bianca Belair will beat Becky and who cares? Sorry, but we got the big match at WrestleMania. Anything else doesn't matter. I mean, what this match should have been, what this match should have been is, um, I want to say Becky Lynch. What, what was the last match that they had? Uh, so Bianca faced Carmella twice. No, three times. Because uh, Carmella kept beating her by various ways. And then it was, hey, if Carmella wins, she'll get the title. If Bianca loses in any way, including DQ, count out, whatever. And she retained. But Becky kept saying, I'm number one contender. So people thought this would lead to a triple threat. Obviously, it hasn't. 
Um, and then before that was Bianca, Becky, and Oscar in a triple threat where Bianca stole the pin from Becky on Oscar. Yeah, so what I think should have been, I don't think Bianca, Becky, Oscar should have happened. Even though it was a good match, I would actually say that uh, it should have been Becky versus Bianca. If Becky loses, it was her last... Well, my, my microwave is telling me my Zinger burger is done. Um, uh, I would actually say that it should have been Becky and Bianca one last time. If Becky, uh, Becky lost, she can never challenge for the she title. can never challenge for the for the for the title again. Yeah. Becky won by disqualification or countout or something, where Bianca loses but still keeps her title. That's what it should have been. So then this can lead to this of Becky finally getting her comeuppance of, yay, I'm number one contender again. I'm going to win the freaking championship. This time it's two out of three falls. This whole thing has been constant fallout from Sasha and Naomi walking out. Yes. They have fixed the SmackDown side and we'll get to that. But Raw has suffered because Bianca has no challenger. Because Sasha and Naomi walked out they had to emergency throw Becky and Oscar in there, which means they're blown through both of them. They can't come back to that now. And then that just leaves, well, who do we have? Carmella, Zelina Vega, Dewdrop. Like, they're clearly building Alexa Bliss at the moment. So they can't have Alexa face Bianca. And then Rhea was meant to do it, but Rhea got hurt. Well, Rhea can't face Bianca. And we've already done Carmella and Zelina and Dewdrop and Nikki. Who the fuck do we have left? Just got Becky Lynch. That's all we have. We don't have anyone else. Yeah. And that's what this, this is. This should be a stipulation of some description. This needs to have a stipulation and it doesn't. Yeah. This, because they were meant to do it last year and Bailey got hurt. This should have been an I quit match. And then yeah. Becky can Becky can say that she quits. I didn't lose, but you quit. Yeah, but I didn't lose. And then she can be Becky Lynch and do her stupid things. But Bianca should not be losing here. I fully believe Bianca will be facing Rhea at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Which will be good. Let's just put that. It will be good. All right. Becky <laughs> retains here. Yeah, Becky retains. Yep. Yep. Becky. Oh, sorry, Becky. I know what I fucking Becky retains being the big time. I'm, I'm fucking... I'm, I'm, uh, look, I'll break, I'm eating a Zinger burger. My brain has other priorities. Becky retains uh Seth. Becky retains her losing streak, yes. Becky yeah, retains there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, then. From one match to the other, Liv Morgan defends against Ronda Rousey. Oh, um God. how does uh, this end with Liv still being champion? So you weren't here when we did Money in the Bank, but I I can't say I got angry because I didn't. But I disagreed with the decision. Now, look, Liv is trying her hardest. I'm sure she is. And she's doing an okay job. But okay is not good enough. Doing your hardest sometimes just isn't good enough. Every single time Liv has a match, every time she talks, every time she does anything, I don't believe her. You are trying your hardest. That is fantastic. But you are mid-card. You're not main event. And WWE is pushing the Fuck out of Liv. And I don't believe her. I don't care. I want Ronda to come into this match and beat the fuck out of Liv Morgan and win the title back in 90 seconds. But that won't happen. I know something will happen. 
that ends with Liv Morgan walking out with the title. That could be a count out. It can be a fluke roll up. It could be whatever. It could be Natalia coming out being like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Something's going to happen. Ronda will get screwed. That will divert Ronda's attention. Liv will keep the title. And then, I don't know. I just, I don't care about Liv being champion. I think her winning the Money in the Bank briefcase was the wrong choice. But whatever. Just Liv Morgan is going to retain somehow and I can just move on. Disappoint. I'm actually going to swallow that part of the burger. I'm actually going to go on, go out on a little bit of a tangent. Of, yes. On the note of Liv Morgan not being able to perform to the standards is we technically already had this sort of title reign of where it's everyone really wanted them to win. Everyone understandably was ecstatic when, when they, when they won, then obviously it's only been a month, but in that month long period, you're coming up against the biggest challenger. I don't believe that she's going to retain, but she somehow will. This is entirely related to Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I and think I made mention of it previous when we were talking about this a couple of days ago when we made this comparison. And I said, Kofi beat Brian. That was good. You could do Kevin Owens match, whatever. Do the Dolph Ziggler feud. That's good. And then after Dolph, he should have lost the title. Beyond that was way too long. Yeah. I think at this point right now, I don't see Liv Morgan winning this match. Yeah. I don't, see Liv, I don't see Liv beating Ronda. But I don't see Ronda leaving with the title. Yeah. Take the title out of the equation. It's just Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Oh, Ronda Rousey oh, is oh, winning. Is thing, Ronda Rousey is winning 999 times out of 1,000. Hold on. So we're going to say Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan, right? No title? No title. Just Ronda and Liv? Okay. Hold on. Let me get to it. Here we go. Uh... Ronda Rousey wins in... Oh, I was close. I said 90 seconds. She won in 85 seconds last time. Yeah. I wish I was kidding. Ronda beats Liv Morgan in 85 seconds. Ronda beats Sarah Logan in five minutes. Back to back. Right. That was the last one-on-one they had before Liv cashed in. So, yeah, my immediate, my immediate reaction is, on paper, a fresh Ronda Rousey versus a fresh Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey wins 99.9% of the time. You're now throwing the title in there, and they're trying to push Liv Morgan. Even that, even if that's the case, on paper, Liv Morgan does not win clean. I'm going against the grain. I look as much as I absolutely really want Liv Morgan to succeed. I think Ronda's winning this match. I don't know how, but she's winning. My honest opinion. I've heard rumors someone's coming back. I'll believe it when I see it. Don't get me wrong, I really want them to come back. They're my favorite, but I'll believe it when I see it. My thought and my belief is that Liv will lose by disqualification. Maybe Natalia, maybe this returning person. I don't know, but that will divert Ronda's attention. Maybe it is Natalia. Ronda beats the piss out of Natalia in fucking Newcastle. Everybody's happy because fuck Natalia. My hope especially now that Triple H is in control, my hope is Shayna Baszler rips the fuck out of Liv Morgan and takes the title. Because that's what it should be. Yeah. And then we should finally do Shayna and Ronda. But something will happen. Liv will walk away with the title. I don't know how. I don't care how. Charlotte I know Liv Morgan is retained. I've heard Charlotte could, could be Charlotte. 
I've heard it could be Bailey. I've heard it could be Natalia. I've heard it could be Lacey Evans. No one believes Liv is going to beat Ronda. But everyone believes Liv is walking away with the title, at least. Yeah. So we'll have to see, but yeah, I'm I'm at the point of where I think Ronda is I think Ronda's winning. Me personally, I think Ronda Ronda is winning. Regardless of whether Liv walks out with the title or not, Ronda's winning. Yeah. That's it. Ronda will get the win. Where the title leaves is up for debate. Oh good. <laughs> anyway. Now- now we can get to some matches that I care a little bit more about than everything else. The Usos versus the Street Profits for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship with special guest referee J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Ha ha, Jeff Jarrett. Hey, did you know we're in Nashville? I was waiting with bated breath to say that while you finish your comment. If someone's not getting hit with a guitar in this match... Ah, who cares? Uh, I want my money back. So, somehow, WWE continues to fuck up this booking of this match. They did it in the way to Money in the Bank, and they completely fucked everything. And then the Profits and the Usos managed to pull out a fucking phenomenal match. It was great. I actually, when I watched it at the time, because everything else was only okay, and I watched this match, and everyone's like, oh, it's this instant classic. And I was like, no, it's not. It's only okay. About a week later, I went back and I rewatched just that match. And yeah, it was actually really fucking good. It was just surrounded by mediocrity. This match, this time, I want them to do really good. Because I know they can do really good. I don't see how the Usos lose, though. Not yet. Yeah. I don't think the Usos are losing yet. No. I, I would agree. I feel like the worrying thing is if the Usos lose, it's a big tell what happens later in the show. Oh, I know what I know yeah. what's happening later in the show. I could almost I will almost bet a thousand dollars I will guarantee you what the ending is. But you even have a thousand dollars. He does. I yeah, actually yeah. do. Oh, you have a thousand dollars to bet. Well then. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to though. The funny thing is, is that the only other person who will take him up on that bet is me. So what the fuck do you want? No, no, that's for the main. That's Roman and Brock. We'll get there. That's the main. Oh, all right. Here. So I'm, I'm, Thinking the Usos still retain. This time, I don't think the ending's going to be in contention for like, oh, my shoulder was up. What the fuck? No, I, be a legit- I think I agree with you where something will happen to Jeff. Something. Let's just say Montez Ford accidentally kicks uh, Jeff while he's aiming at Jey Uso. Ref bump, oh my God. Now either a plain old normal ref comes out, Sami Zayn or Paul Heyman comes out, someone comes out, uh, while Jeff is down, the Prophets will get the visual three count. Then new ref will come out. Oh my God, two, whatever. Fuck around a little bit. Usos hit the double super kick. They retain. Thumbs up. Prophets will get the visible three, but they won't win. That's what I think will happen. Ah, uh, yes. Former TNA champion Jeff Jarrett is going to take a ref bump that takes him out of the match completely. Uh, I me. believe it. Excuse me, I have to say former NWA TNA champion. Yeah, but, that is true. But also, I will, yeah. I was going to say, just for the clarification as well, Jeff Jarrett actually got his start in the business as a referee. So by all technical account, he could actually have a ref bump and stay down for several minutes because everyone knows the referee's, the referee's shirt saps 97% of your energy. I was going to sure say, when you put the ref shirt, shirt must when weigh you, actually a ton. When you put the ref shirt on, your bones turn to glass. I, I, as a referee, you can confirm. It's the law. 
Yeah, it's it's log- wrestling logic. I mean, I have had a match recent. I had a match <laughs> recently where um uh I uh, there was it was actually a women's match. Um, and what happened was uh one of the one of the women uh basically was it's not that she had a panic attack or an anxiety attack. It's that she just felt incredibly unwell as the show day progressed. And we've already promoted this match, so we have to we have to do it. Um, and so she comes out and says, "Look, like like the, she was feeling she was she was legitimately sick. It wasn't that she was just you know putting on an act because she really didn't want to you know she really didn't want to perform. She was legitimately sick. So we were like, okay, so how do you want to do this? It's like can we just have a twenty second match, right? I'll fucking get you can get angry at the you know." We'll just get angry at each other, and then I'll attack the ref. And I'm like, cool. So I'm the only one that can fucking referee this. And they're like, yep, cool, it's you. So 20 seconds. Friggin' immediately get angry, out of the ring, pander to the crowd, get in, ring the bell, finish your finish your pin. Done. And then she gets, and then obviously after about 30 seconds, she gets up, and she shoves me with one hand. This looked like it wouldn't have affected a piece of paper dangling from a piece of string. She hit me that weakly. So I went, so I still sold it. So I went, oh, what the, what the hell did you do that for? And I leaned down and I, and I whispered, push me, I'll bump. And so then she then rears back with both palms into her chest and launches me. I do, if you've, if you've ever seen The Rock sell the stunner, where he goes like down, up onto his head, up on one arm. Oh god, flop around like a fish and then roll out of the ring. It's not that epic, but that's what I tried to do. <laughs> she, I, I went down, did a somersault, and tried to launch myself up with the hands and roll out of the ring. I somehow got tangled up in the ropes and just sort of stayed there. Tried to sell her. It's like, look, you can come back. We can have another match. But unfortunately, she hasn't. Uh, responded to our calls recently, so hopefully, hopefully she'll return. But we don't, we don't know if she will. <coughs> but still, um, the whole thing of the <coughs> way of getting into that is when Jeff Jarrett was refereeing in TNA, you know, fifteen year, twenty year veteran of the of the business, he was a special guest referee. I think it was for a world title match or a tag match. I don't fucking remember. But he took a ref bump and stayed down for like six minutes, even though he's a wrestler. He's been wrestling for fucking ages. He still takes ref bumps because he was wearing the referee shirt. So <coughs> <coughs> don't inhale Zingerbergs, kids. <clears throat> Chew first. Yeah, don't swallow like a duck. So yeah, it's it's very natural to imagine, regardless of who the referee is, they're gonna take a fucking ref bump and they're gonna stay down for several years. So look, suspending the disbelief, I think Jeff Jarrett will be a great ref. But I agree that this match is not going to live up to the potential of SummerSlam. I'm very, I'm going to be, I'll be very happy if I'm wrong. I'll be incredibly happy if I'm wrong, but we'll have to see. Yes, that was a very long way to get to, and roundabout way to get there. <clears throat> Sorry, but I, I had to, I had to get that one out because I fucking love that. I, I fucking love t- t- telling stories, uh, like behind the scenes in the indie, in the independent scenes. It's great to talk about being a fucking ref, but and, and it's actually great where it's like, cool, here's my so I can actually talk about this, regardless of anyone else from where Laurie goes off on his tangents, because he's fucking amazing at that. <laughs> no, that's just me being angry. That's not me being good at it. Yeah, so that's what? still your angry. It's still you're good at it, though. So we're thinking the Usos are walking out 
still champs. I don't. I don't see any way that the Usos lose in the nicest way. Like, my point is, if the Prophets win, where do we go? What's next? But if the Usos win, well, we have a UK show coming up. You know, you got a couple tag teams who could fight them. I think I made mention a couple weeks ago, it'll probably end up being uh, Usos, New Day, Viking Raiders. Maybe throw in Sheamus and Butch or something like that, you know? Like, some big match, that gets enough rhyme and reason to get the titles off the Usos. They don't lose, but they lose the titles. But I don't see that happening if the Profits win. And I don't know what you could possibly do if the Profits win. Mm, that's it. I feel like if the Profits were going to win, it feels like it They probably would have done it at bank. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like the one year anniversary that Usos winning SmackDown tag. So like that would have been the time to do it. But now that they've retained, well, now they've got to hold it for a little bit longer. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Next match. Another title match. It's that's Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Uh, look, the last boy's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, accurate. The build to this to Money in the Bank was decent enough. Austin Theory was a dickhead. Lashley murdered him for it. That's perfectly fine. What we've had now, and I complained about this the other day, is Theory won the briefcase. He did what every Money in the Bank winner does. Look how fucking great I am. Creative freedom. And then Bobby Lashley came out and said, well, if you're so good, why didn't you fucking beat me? Obviously, they're going to set up a rematch. And they do. They set up a fair rematch that'll happen at SummerSlam. And then nothing's happened since. That was the day after Money in the Bank. What's happened since then? Lashley's appeared on one episode of Raw, which was this week in a tag match. And Austin Theory's gone and pissed off Dolph Ziggler, pissed off the Usos, pissed off Sami Zayn, pissed off Mad Cat Moss, pissed off AJ Styles, pissed off fucking uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And he's getting rivalries left, right, and center. Bobby Lashley's nowhere to be seen. So w- why should I care? The whole focus of SummerSlam for Austin Theory is, is he going to cash in? He's just footnote commenting, oh yeah, I'll win the US title as well, by the way. But no one cares about this match, so why is it happening? I feel like mm. this was a match you should have saved or you should have done already. And I think when they announced it, because Theory was setting up a few with John Cena as well, and I was like, well, this would have made sense. Theory faces Cena. If he wins the title, suddenly Cena gets a 16th world title match. Look at that. I'm oh, sorry, 17th. Like, that's amazing. And then they announced this last year in Theory. It's like, so what's Cena doing? Oh, Cena's not on the show. So what is going on here? I also feel like this match is later in the card than I would have put it. I mean, I assume they're going to shuffle things around like they always do. Yeah, I, I believe. So. I reckon this might be the opener. I reckon this will be the opener. Then they'll go to Ray and Dominic's boring fest. Then they'll probably go live and Ronda. Maybe after that, they'll probably do McAfee and Corbin. The Usos, Bianca, Logan Paul, and obviously the main event. That Something like that is what I think they'll do. But just, th- there's no reason to this. And my only thought was the reason they did this is Austin Theory's gone so long about how he's going to win the US title and he's going to face the fucking Roman and Brock and whatever. That Lashley's just going to murder Austin Theory and Austin Theory can't come down and cash in later. See, and that's the whole reason this exists. That was what I was thinking, is that they're going to have this, Lashley's going to, I don't know, break him in half, put him through a table, some shit at the end of the match, making it impossible for him to cash in. But then I'm like, why wouldn't you just have an 
interference when he goes to cash in. It's happened a million times before. Exactly that. Like Sami Zayn comes out and fucking kicks his head off. <laughs> Sami Zayn is part of the bloodline? Question mark. Hell yeah, he is. The honorary <laughs> Ouse. Yeah. And the red child. Yeah, I, I don't know why this is happening. Lashley should easily win this match. And then Lashley should move on and fight a proper opponent. Maybe I can't even say that. Like maybe if the Miz, Lashley loses, I don't know. it hurts any momentum he has. Any momentum yeah. he has is hurt by losing to that this match. And what made it worse was Lashley after he beat Omos and MVP in that two on one. He went out in the crowd and he was actually pretty popular in the crowds getting behind him. And he holds up the WWE title. He wants to fight Roman. There you go. That's all right. That's a good match. Let's do that down the line. Lashley's over. And then he won the US title. And it's like, so is he going to fight Roman? Like, what was the point of that? Uh, It just seems silly. It seems like they didn't think things too far through. And I'm even looking looking at the Raw roster now. And I'm like, the only name on this entire list Lashley could possibly fight in some form after theory is technically veer mahan but i don't believe veer will be lashley of all people hard swerve this match becomes for the u.s title but also money in the bank bobby lashley wins if this comes for money in the bank austin theory is like doing some stupid shit to run away fucking take there is no way he's gonna lose the briefcase no he's not gonna lose that briefcase he absolutely is gonna cash in i believe that he will cash in and he will win both titles he'll be transitional three week reign he will be the one to get it from whoever is the champion to seth rollins so seth can face cody that will be his role (laughs) Your end game plan ends with Cody standing tall with both. I'm not even lying. I've been calling this since fucking Cody and Seth at Hell in a Cell. The game plan is Roman will lose to someone. That will lose to Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank will lose to Seth Rollins. Seth and Cody. That is what they're doing. I am certain of it. So I don't really have anything else to add to this because Laurie said everything that I wanted to say as well. (laughs) <laughs> where it's just, it's, it, it's essentially to the point of where you have, Bobby Lashley is a fucking, absolutely genetic specimen. Oh, I was going to say a specimen. That <laughs> is an absolute fucking monster powerhouse. If he beats Austin Theory again, there is no number one contender, as far as I'm aware. We'll have to have a brand new number one, number one contender. And as they look yes. Yeah, but- um, that's what I just brought up the Royal roster before. I was like, maybe Kevin Owens, but Kevin's doing his own thing at the moment. He's not even doing anything. Yeah, because obviously, if if I oh far out, so yeah, I'm just looking down this list. Jesus, I probably oh no, we can't say that because he's not. See, a I feel deal. like this was something again that I mentioned with Liv Morgan. This was a short sighted decision, and the reason I say that is there was there's no possible reason Austin Theory beats Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley beating Austin Theory was the correct thing. Yes. But Austin Theory having the US title made more sense because now we could have faced Ziggler and Madcap. He has rivals. Lashley doesn't. There's also the possibility Theory walks out or gets himself disqualified just to stay fresh. I had considered he'd like beat the fuck out of Lashley with the briefcase, but I don't know if he'll do that. Yeah. I I have a... My only thing is if... Lashley retains. I see him facing someone like Bobby. Roode. I said, I said Veer Mahan. 
Like, yeah, I know, you, I know you said VR. That's the I, only guy I've got. Uh, m- my only thing is, I basically have someone like Bobby Roode. To a lesser extent as well, Chad Gable. Just yeah. someone. It doesn't matter who, as long as it's a heel, it's someone. The problem is, is like, I was going to say Chad noticed, but he's actually already murdered them. He murdered them on the way to get to Austin Theory. Oh, he can do it again. Who cares? Yeah, it's just, There's, again, the- more things that I don't think were thought through. Yeah. They were like, this will be good. This will get us to SummerSlam. And then they stopped at SummerSlam. And yeah. the only thing they thought about beyond SummerSlam is the world title. And that's it. Yeah. Apart from, uh, you're going to say they're going to do Edge and Bella. Maybe Damian Priest? Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, I don't know. Like, Again, just, I don't think they've thought this through all that much. Yeah. And in fact, the last time Lashley lost the title was a triple threat where he wasn't beaten. Because he went immediately to the WWE title after that match. Yeah. And then he only lost the WWE title. The first time was after he faced Randy and got hurt and Big E cashed in. And the second time was because he got hurt. Lashley hasn't really actually been beaten for a title in like three and a half years. Yeah. I don't see him losing anytime soon. Yeah, that's why I'm like, why are we doing... Why did you put the US on him? Yeah. He's not someone who can lose. And then Dominic uh, joins. Oh, Dominic's going to beat Lashley. There we go. It's worked out. I'm leaving. (laughs) You stole my fucking punchline. (laughs) Dominic's going to join Judgment Day. And Dominic is going to be the uh, next physical specimen United States champion. Bending over and posing. Show us your favorite pose. Show us your favorite pose. But yeah, it's I, I do, uh, I do, uh, I do, I do agree. There is zero chance that Austin Theory is walking out of uh, this match as United States champion. I don't think it's happening. If it does happen, hundred percent, he's not cashing in. I want well, like, he cashes in and fails. He'll, no, 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 no. We'll get to that because I think I know what Laurie's going to say, and I will agree with Laurie. That's what I'm thinking. But we'll have to move on to the best match on the card. I'll come back at the good time then. <laughs> Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. The only match on this fucking card with actual build to it. Be still my beating erection. Not inaccurate, but I just want to bring up, right? So... Mysterios versus Judgment Day. They've been fighting for two months. Hey, now you're going to fight again, but this time's no DQ. Logan Paul in the midst. Carry over from Mania. They've had about two and a half, three weeks of rivalry. Whatever. Becky and Bianca. We got nothing for you. Liv and Ronda. It's just Ronda's rematch. Usos and Profits. Oh, well, you guys didn't get pinned properly at Money in the Bank, so this is a rematch. Theory Lashley. Oh, it's his US title rematch. McAfee and Corbin have actually had a few building for two months now. Where McAfee has been shit-talking Corbin like he did back when Corbin lost all his money. Corbin's been making fun of McAfee, acting like him on commentary and beating the piss out of him. It's just actually been good. They actually want to fight each other and not just, yeah, here's a match. Fucking fantastic. More shit that hasn't been thought out. But this one, this has been thought out. So fucking amazing. I fucking... I fucking love the entire build to this. Anytime Happy Corbin opens his mouth to shit talk McAfee, McAfee just sort of stands there and takes it all in. 
And then McAfee turns around on commentary and dismantles Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin. Then Corbin gets on Twitter and fucking demolishes McAfee. And then McAfee gets on his podcast and shit talks Corbin. It's, there's barely Sorry. been any actual fighting in this thing. Like, like a, just a little bit of back and forth. But everything's happening are just the two best talkers currently outside of The Miz. Um, basically going at it in a war of words. I want to see this match. Partly because, A, it's Pat McAfee. B, it's Happy Corbin. And C, this has been, this, as, as Laurie said, this feud's been fucking awesome. So who comes, I'll, who, who comes I'll bring out the, the Indianapolis colors. <laughs> Accurate. Who played for the Colts? <laughs> Both of them. No, I know. I know. But who's more popular for playing with the Colts? Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> I, was, I was actually, I was actually just, just thinking about it. They're playing in Nashville. So... Yeah. It'd be interesting if Corbin actually comes out in the in the Colts colors and McAfee comes out in uh what's the fucking name like they like oh, the cares? fucking te- uh, the fucking Tennessee Titans colors. I personally think Corbin should come out in the uh, Colts colors, but wearing one of McAfee's uh, jerseys. Oh, just oh, a, that'd be pretty uh, good. Just like, really get in his head, like Seth with the polka dots. Yes. So I'll quickly bring up the actual build to this match, right? So obviously last year we had COVID. During this feud, Nakamura was being a bit of an asshole to Corbin. And they had their matches and everything. And it ended up being that uh, Nakamura challenged Corbin for his King of the Ring crown. And he won. So Nakamura is now King of the Ring. This set Corbin on his little spiral where now that he's not money, uh, he's not King of the Ring, he's getting less money, all this, goes on a losing streak and all this stuff. So now he's poor, and it's hilarious, and the best thing on the show by a long way last year. During this time, McAfee shit talks him. You know, Corbin's getting what he deserves. Corbin's been an asshole his whole life. This is just, you know, what it should be. This is karma. We go to Vegas. Corbin hits it big. He's now happy Corbin, who he is today. He then does his whole thing with Madcap and, uh, you know, the whole tag team splitting up. They feud. Their final match is called a last laugh match. So allegedly, whoever loses gets laughed out of the building. Well, obviously, uh, Madcap beats Corbin. So Madcap celebrates the A and he leaves. And Corbin ends up blaming McAfee for the loss because he says, you know, you fucking made fun of me all those years ago. Uh, Like last year, blah, 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 blah. So then McAfee turns around and says, well, you lost a laugh last match. We're meant to laugh you out of the building. So come on, everyone. Let's laugh Corbin out of the building like the sad sack of shit that he is. Everyone laughs Corbin out of the building. Corbin's not happy about that. So McAfee the next week comes around and says, you know what? Corbin really pissed me off about all that shit. So I'm going to challenge Corbin to a match at SummerSlam. Corbin doesn't respond. Challenges him again. Corbin doesn't respond. Get to money in the bank. Okay, well, Corbin's not going to accept my challenge. I guess fuck Baron Corbin. Whatever. Let's do the show. Run through money in the bank. Austin Theory wins the briefcase. They wrap up the show and everything. Corbin beats the fuck out of McAfee after the show. Like, the lights have gone out. Theory's descending the ladder. Everyone's going home. Corbin beats the fuck out of McAfee and accepts his challenge. So, Corbin injures McAfee. Can't make it. The Baron Corbin takes it on himself to be the commentator and take McAfee's spot. It's fucking hilarious if you haven't seen it. Go out of your way and watch Nakamura's entrance with Corbin as commentator. It is 
seven star commentary. Best thing ever. But then McAfee comes back the next week and Corbin's suddenly not there. And he shit talks Corbin a bit and he talks about everything they've done. And now over the next few weeks, every time McAfee's been on commentary and there's been a bit of a lull, there's Corbin beating the fuck out of him. Call him, you know, a piece of shit and all this whatnot. It's been really good. There was actually a segment this past SmackDown. Gunter and Nakamura did their thing. And then they're hyping up SummerSlam. And Corbin just comes out of nowhere and boots the fuck out of McAfee. He's like, oh, I'll see you Sunday. You know, fuck you and all that. And he goes to leave. And McAfee just gets up. And the crowd gets on their feet. And he just chases fucking uh, Corbin out of the building. And they get into a fight backstage. And it's amazing. Like, this is actually a match I want to see. Because they actually want to fight each other. There's actually a reason to this existing. I'm muted. It's fucking unbelievable to have, like, to, to hear of this. And it's like, this has really been the only, I, I, do I call this a blood feud? I don't think it technically is. But it, it is a feud, it, but it's not a blood feud. It feels like it, though. Cody I mean, and Seth was a blood feud at yeah, the end. It, yeah, that's true. But it does feel like it. I just, it, it's interesting, to say the least. It's much more interesting some of the other things going on. Now, there is one other match I am somewhat excited for. There hasn't really been any build to it, and we'll get to it. But this is my number one match. I think this will be match of the night. I think it'll, once again, blow everyone's expectations because McAfee's done great in his matches. He did great against Adam Cole. He did great in the War Games. He did great against Austin Theory. And Corbin's actually really underrated. So I reckon this will probably be match of the night. As for who wins, I will be surprised if Corbin somehow sneaks in a win. I kind of think he may, but McAfee's super popular, so... And Corbin, like, cannot... Somehow doesn't lose credibility, no matter how many losses he takes. (laughs) I can't even... I don't know the last feud Corbin actually won. I couldn't tell you. But yet, somehow, he continues to stay at the same upper-mid-card level. Fucking unbelievable, isn't it? But yeah, McAfee, McAfee beats Corbin. That's my prediction. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I think McAfee, I think McAfee beats Corbin. In the actual long run, it doesn't matter who wins this. This match is going to be awesome. I hope it's going to be awesome. Because we, we, we didn't, we didn't have a, we didn't have a lot of high hopes for McAfee versus Theory. Yeah, it was like, oh, this will be all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then they blew it out of the water. Yeah. So, I think this is going to be good. I think this is going to be a good match. I'm also going to say McAfee. It, the same. it doesn't really matter, but I think he might be. I'd, I'd have to agree with you on this one. I feel like it doesn't matter what happens with Corbin, win or lose, he's he's always going to be in the same position he's in. Yeah. So I would agree with McAfee coming ahead, which only leaves one match left. Uh, it's the main event. I mean, if it wasn't the main event, I don't know what the fuck would be. Oh. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Now, let's just get this out of the way. Just, I get it. Not everyone's hyped for this match. Oh my God, it's raging this year again. Fucking bitch, bitch, bitch. I get it. When Brock came back and beat the fuck out of Roman a couple months ago, I wasn't the most enthused either. Wasn't like everyone else. Oh, fucking woe is me. Push Adam Cole. But I was kind of like, I thought we finished this at Mania. However, with that said, there's a few things working in its 
favor this time, which is why I'm somewhat excited for it. So the first one, and probably the most important one, it's Last Man Standing. So that's good because last time they had their match at Mania, it was just regular one-on-one. And it was kind of like, why are you guys doing this one-on-one? At this point, this is a blood feud. They need to rip each other to shreds. And you're just going to do a basic-ass match? It's Triple H and Randy Orton all over again. Brock's ro- opening Roman up hard style. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Second, Roman got hurt. Shit happens. Let's. I'm really hoping it doesn't happen this time. They need to nail this out of the park. Three, and this is the most important one, which I did. The more I thought about, it, the more important it is. It's TV 14 now. So if there was ever a time for blood and violence and a John Moxley specialty, it's this match. They need to beat the holy fuck out of each other. Who wins? Not in doubt. I am no way in shape or form of any doubt of who the winner is. It cannot be anyone else. It's how we get there is what I'm intrigued by. My apologies, I'm just typing. Uh, so I agree with that of how of how we how we get there. There is a there is a interesting tidbit, uh like it's a little bit in the future, of what is possibly going to cause the outcome of this match. Say in Clash. the future, but by the time this happens, we will know the next number one contender. We will find out the next number one contender in under 48 hours as of this recording. Yep, but still. Flash in the castle. I will just mention, I have been saying for months, months on end, this is the end game. This is what this title reign of Roman Reigns has always been about. It's what it's always been leading to. Roman Reigns loses to Drew McIntyre. That has been the whole reason Roman has had this long reign. When Roman started the reign, and he was doing his whole tribal chief stick for the first few times. He'd beat the fuck out of Jay. He'd beat the fuck out of Kevin. He'd beat up Daniel Bryan. And no one could stand a chance against Roman Reigns. And then they did Survivor Series. And Drew McIntyre faced Roman Reigns. And it was the first time Roman cheated. Proper. Not like the kick out low blow, which is just a masterpiece of a kick out. But he actually straight up had to get interference. He had to use a straight up dick kick. He had to do all these things to get away from Drew McIntyre. Ever since then, they've never touched. They've never interacted. They've never been close to each other. So the goal was clearly Drew and Roman are going to fight. And it became evident at Mania 37 when Roman retained. I still believe he shouldn't have. I still think that Edge should have won the title that night. But Roman, he won. That's it. So it was clear that they're setting up Drew McIntyre. The draft comes along. Drew gets shipped to SmackDown. Look at that. They're on the same show now. It's inevitable. Drew and Roman have to fight. We get to the Rumble. Clearly at this point, Drew, uh, sorry, not Drew, Brock and Roman is meant to be done. That was meant to finish at day one. But it didn't because Roman got COVID. So they've had to extend it. They can't just have it randomly in a show now. They've got to build it up to a big show. So that kind of fucked Drew because it should have been Drew and Roman at Mania. And you can tell that because McIntyre makes a big triumphant return. He beats up Corbin. He beats up McAfee. Oh, sorry, McAfee, Madcap. And then he goes on. He's the last man eliminated. He's the final guy out of the Royal Rumble. It's so obvious he was meant to win it and get his big moment. It didn't happen. 
because we now have to do Brock and Roman. Brock goes on, he fights Roman at Mania, and Drew, who obviously, who's now been feuding with Corbin for six fucking months, was meant to end it uh, in Saudi. That's now going to end at Mania. The very next day after WrestleMania, when Roman Reigns finishes last night, Drew finishes with Corbin, Drew McIntyre's fighting the Usos. Immediately it happens. Drew McIntyre's fighting Roman Reigns. That's the very next goal. He's going to take the title. Oh no, it's a six-man tag now. So Drew's getting fucked over here. Drew's going to be number one tender. Oh no, Matt Riddle's going to fight me. Okay, Drew's going to fight him at SummerSlam. Oh no, it's Brock Lesnar. Drew McIntyre is being avoided by Roman. Roman is dodging the bullet. So now at Clash at the Castle, when Drew will be the number one contender and he has no way out, Roman Reigns will have to fight Drew McIntyre. And the last two and a half fucking years of booking Drew McIntyre in the same spot because clearly they want him to fight Roman, finally Drew will beat Roman and he'll get his moment in the UK in that stadium. That is the point. That has always been the point. It was meant to be at Mania, but obviously that got delayed, so they changed it to a UK show. Drew's never had his moment as the champ in front of the crowd. This is his moment. Yep. Roman, Roman Reigns retains. There is no other outcome to this match. I agree fully with that one. I don't see, like, Brock's not winning. No. I, I, want, to say- Honestly, I want them to tear each other to shreds, but somehow Roman's going to beat Brock. It's inevitable. I will actually point out as well, of the... It will actually be a slightly. I don't think it will. I don't think it will happen. But let's just say it's Roman Spears Lesnar off the stage, like Batista Undertaker style from uh, from um, what was it? Yeah. Backlash two thousand seven. Seven. Yeah, just spear, bang, shit crushes down. Oh my god, they're both down. Referee goes, holy fuck! I've got to start counting. Gets to like four or five. Gets to six. The Usos and Sami Zayn appear out of nowhere. Seven. Basically, scramble over the top, grab Roman. Eight. Drag him out of the pile of shit. Nine. Pull him up and basically drape him on the edge of the stage. So he's technically standing. Ten. Roman 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 Reigns beats Brock. Uh, it's then Roman comes to his senses a bit, fucking, you know, clambers up, gets in the ring, like, so, so the Usos get to the ring. I love, I love all this, but I'm going to change one thing of your thing. Not spear off the stage, he spears Brock so hard, they go through the ring. So there's through a the big ring. hole in the ring. Yeah, big yeah, exactly So that way that. Roman's already in the ring. Yeah, okay. Point, that's, that's true. Okay, cool. Exactly the same thing. Roman gets up, holds both titles up. Yeah! I've fucking done it! A-Town, A-town down. down! Theory runs at Mark 5. <laughs> now! Sprints to the ring, smashes both Usos with the fucking briefcase on the way past, gets in, referee! I'm cashing in. I want to cash in. I want to cash in. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Referee turns his back to hand the briefcase over. Austin Theory turns around. Claymore. No. Roman's there. Roman's there in the corner. Drew McIntyre just looks up and stares at him. You, me, let's fucking go. Yeah. And that will be the closing shot of SummerSlam. 
Drew McIntyre denying the money in the bank cash in and the stare down between the two because the next match will be five weeks later and those two are going to be fighting each other in the UK. That is the setup. I am almost confident. I'm certain that's what it is because they are doing Sheamus Drew on SmackDown. Drew won't be at SummerSlam. If he's going to be fighting Roman in the UK show, why would he not be at SummerSlam? That's what they're planning on doing, I reckon. So I rescind my $1,000 bet with Dan? <laughs> yeah. That, and that then is, they will, I, I'm going to throw out that big spoiler alert. Drew beats Roman in the UK. Drew then has two-month reign. Who cares? Goes to Survivor Series. Goes to December. December, Austin Theory finally cashes in because he got his moment ruined at SummerSlam. So now he's taking Drew's titles. Theory survives McIntyre somehow and Royal Rumble gets disqualified. Who cares? Which leads us to February, the chamber, where Seth Rollins will take both titles. At that point, Cody has come back and he has won the Royal Rumble. Cody and Seth fight at Mania. Everyone's saying whoever beats beats Reigns has got to take the titles to Mania. No, they fucking don't. They really don't have to go to Mania with the titles. It's, it's, I bring it's the, up. I was gonna say. I bring up Johnny Gargano won the NXT title from Tommaso Ciampa. He held it for thirty-five days. The whole three-year journey of Johnny Gargano was over in one month. The whole journey of Sami Zayn finally winning the big one was after two and a half years was over in one month when Kevin Owens beat the fuck out of him. Why would they need to go take it to Mania? They don't need to. The moment is beating Roman. The moment is not the title reign. Yep. I'll even point out as well of um the, uh, the one of the most famous ones as well is when um Dusty Rhodes finally beat Ric Flair in the cage match. It was a huge, big fucking moment. Dusty Rhodes finally beats Ric Flair. Ric Flair's held the title for 800 fucking days. Dusty Rhodes wins. His reign lasted 13 days. Before yeah. Rick took it back. All anyone ever remembers is the payoff. No one remembers that Dusty only lost the title two weeks later. All everyone ever remembered was the payoff. That was the culmination of everything. Drew McIntyre defeating Roman Reigns is the payoff. It's happening in the UK. If they don't do Roman Reigns, if they don't do Drew McIntyre beating Roman Reigns in the UK, then. Vince retiring was the worst decision ever. And that's, that's it. The entire company's ruined. Now, I've been thinking of contingency plans. Should, for some fucking reason, Drew McIntyre does not win. The only way they get around this is then, uh, what's his name? Bobby Lashley fights Roman after Drew. There you go. You've got that. Then Seth can fight Roman because you've kind of half set that up. Cool. Then you've got... I don't know, AJ Styles can fight him. Who cares? But at the end of the day, the point is Cody is going to get the titles. Cody is getting the WrestleMania match. Cody has nothing set up with Roman outside of, well, Roman has the title. That's why Seth needs to take it. If Seth didn't attack Cody, Seth would not be in this conversation. But the WrestleMania main event of WrestleMania 39 is Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. WrestleMania 40, I would put money down, is Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton. That is the money match. Why would you not do the money match of Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes? 
Roman Reigns does not factor into this at all. So either we have Roman lose to Drew and get a roundabout way to get Seth the titles, or Seth just straight up beats Roman. There's no other way Roman's title reign is ending. Yeah, it's... It has and no, I, as much as I love Cody, Cody's not beating Roman. Roman Reigns, they've been fighting for this for four fucking years. Roman Reigns is going to face The Rock, or he's not doing anything. They want yeah. The Rock, and this year's Mania is in Hollywood. This is the best shot they're going to get at it. Yeah, and to put this in perspective as well, which I don't understand... On Sportsbet, yes, we're not affiliated, but I just want to bring this up just for the sake of it. Pay. Logan Paul is a dollar twelve to beat the Miz. Roman Reigns is a dollar forty-five to beat Brock Lesnar. The only other bet outside of Roman's dollar forty-five is Judgment Day at a dollar fifty-seven. Roman is the second least favorite. I don't fucking understand why this is why roman is on a dollar one feel like it's because fear of brock lesnar brock always wins it's the same thing as the charlotte principle you can make it so goddamn bleeding obvious hey by the way ronda rousey's gonna beat charlotte it is inevitable they straight up told you on tv hey don't bother watching backlash ronda's gonna win she's gonna beat charlotte don't bother watching and they still have Charlotte at like $3 because, well, it's Charlotte. Yep. I also like as, like as well is who is undisputed champion at conclusion of SummerSlam? Austin Theory is the rank outsider. <laughs> yeah. Now, SummerSlam ends with Big Dog and Drew McIntyre having their stare down. Otherwise, you would have had Drew and Sheamus on this show. And there was no reason to throw the fucking Mysterios versus Balor and Priest on here in some sort of no DQ match. Yeah. Do you think that that was maybe a call to just be like, we don't need another pay-per-view ending with just the big dog standing tall? I think this has been the plan for, since they announced the UK show, I think, and I said this during my whole big spiel, the plan was Drew Roman Mania 38. That was the big match they could do. But Roman got COVID and that fucked everything. Because it fucked everything. Roman got extended a couple months in his title reign and they suddenly announced a UK show. It was like the second week of April, just after WrestleMania. Hey, by the way, there's a UK show in September. And if you actually go back and you watch the SmackDown when that's announced, Drew McIntyre opens the SmackDown and he says, hey, we're having a UK show. I'm challenging Roman Reigns for the title. He straight up says it. Yeah, I actually I do actually remember that. He's in the ring with Kofi and Xavier, in case you're wondering, by the way, if you want to go look for it. He straight up says, I'm challenging Roman in the UK show. They full on just throw it in your face, make it as obvious as possible. This is Drew McIntyre's moment. This is the whole reason we did this. Drew was meant to get his moment at Mania 36 and COVID happened. He was meant to get his moment at Mania 38 and COVID happened. This is McIntyre's moment because he's never gotten his moment. That is the reason we're here. And if you actually look, the original plan allegedly was Randy and Roman. Randy wasn't going to beat Roman Reigns. It's so obvious that SummerSlam was just, we need a big name so we can get through the pay-per-view and get to Drew McIntyre. Because there's no point in having Drew win at SummerSlam 
if we have a UK show. In fact, I actually looked up the exact location of the UK show, and it's about, I think it was 15 hours from where Drew McIntyre's home is. There is no reason he's going to lose that match. There's no other reason we've gotten to this point. We need to get SummerSlam out of the way so we can get to McIntyre Reigns. That is why we've been here this for the last two and a half years. Yeah, 100%. It's fucking happening. I cannot fucking wait. Dead air. Um, oh, no. Dead air. I was going to say, <laughs> we can edit that out. I'm just like waiting yeah. for him to be like, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the main event. And no, 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 it's not the main event. It's going to be the main event, and it's going to be fucking glorious when Drew McIntyre fucking annihilates Austin Theory's fucking face off. As I'm long as Theory sells it you. as well as he sold a stunner. <laughs> I'm also going to say thank you, headset, because it was what I heard was it's not going, uh, not going to be. It is the main event because low battery. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, headset. Beautiful shit. Dead. Just just like Jungle Boy's father, your headset is dead. <laughs> yeah, so SummerSlam is, I'm sh- and I said this every time people bring this up, I don't care build-wise. I'm sure every match is going to be a banger. It's going to slap shit, come, and whatever else it's going to do, like every All Elite show does. But I don't care. I want to watch McAfee and Corbin. I kind of want to watch Logan Paul and The Miz. I want to watch Brock and Roman if the match is good. If it's not, I don't care. None of this show matters. What matters is in five more weeks when we reach September 3rd and we're against McIntyre and uh, McIntyre and Reigns. That is when it matters. Yep. Agreed. Definitely agreed. And I'm pulling the pin on that one. (laughs) What's going to explode? Yes, we're going to explode. (laughs) I'm pulling the pin. Austin Theory's cashing in! (laughs) That has been the SummerSlam 2022 episode of Talk That Good Shit. Um, fuck, it doesn't really feel like a SummerSlam card, but there is it's some not. matches unlike, on there. This is what I brought up. Like, unlike Mania, Money in the Bank, The Rubble, like, these will feel big. This is just, as I just said, it's a buy-over. It's just push the story forward. We're just killing time. Which is killing just time, the that. pay-per-view. It's sad that they do that to SummerSlam of all pay-per-views. It's like... Imagine if they gave WrestleMania this treatment. God, yeah, imagine. <laughs> Hi, Mania 27, what are you doing there? Get out of here. <laughs> you scared? Yeah, I was going to say something along the lines of killing time. Oh, that's what, we, that's what we're calling the security when Wardlow attacks them, is it? <laughs> killing time, WWE creative is like, that's a good name for a pay-per-view. Yeah, probably fucking is too. Every match will be beat the clock. With a time limit of 30 seconds. If you don't beat the clock, get out of here. <laughs> Quinn's going to have Kane murder the heartthrobs again. <laughs> but oh my fucking Christ. Uh, wait, wait. Kane's coming out last in every match ever now? <laughs> and still oh, gets eliminated? By Carlito yeah, and Chris Masters? Don't, don't make me that sad. <laughs> it's sad that you brought that up, and that's like legitimately a pay-per-view I watched three days ago. Oh, really? That's hilarious, then. Three days ago. (laughs) Why did you subject yourself? Probably for the only thing that mattered on that show, and that was Edge's glorious cash-in, because that's all I remember on that show. Point taken, yeah. And being able to remember after not seeing it for so long that it's like, oh, okay, it's Chris Masters and Carlito with John Cena. Well, I know how this is going to end. And it's the dumbest thing. Low blow, two roll-ups, cash-in. Right? 
It's the dumbest thing. Carlito, all you had to do was wait one more minute. Cena would have been out. The ref would have made the call, and then you do the same thing. You fucking numpty. <laughs> Look, there's there's not a lot of brain juice in those apples. <laughs> I noticed. Anyway, this has been Talk That Good Shit. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Leave us a like if you can. Rate us five stars or nine out of ten, wherever you're listening. Um, don't give us 10 out of 10 because I don't think we deserve that. Wow, burial. I think like I think deserve six stars. That's why they don't give them to us. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, this show was totally uh, recorded at the Tokyo Dome, so six stars, please. When? Oh, speaking of which, watch the G1. Oh, f- actually, yeah, please watch the G1. That should be, that should be different. Don't watch the G1. No, I'm going to be different. Don't watch it. Okay, okay actually, watch yeah. all out, you fucking loser. Okay, <laughs> okay go do that. That's more but, fun. But, so don't watch the G1. Listen to every single one of the previous podcasts we've done. Yeah, actually, yeah you, you should do that. Could you leave them on repeat um, on <laughs> every, every device you own? Get um, them playtimes up. Let your grandma know about us. Get her to subscribe. <laughs> she can just listen to us rage and do a reminder of the good old days. <laughs> reminder of the war. <laughs> <laughs> the war against Vince McMahon. That's it. Um, Before I get yeah. to the Hitler. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>